Hi, and welcome back to the Swell Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, but you can call me Swell. Here on the Swell Shenanigans Podcast, I like talking about all things pop culture, social media, and shenanigans. What that means is really up to you, or up to me, because I'm the one that plans out the episodes. So today we have another solo Swell episode because we're technically at a milestone. Whether it's the milestone I actually think it is or not is irrelevant because we over on the video uh, YouTube channel for Swell Shenanigans are officially monetized. So for those of you that don't know, you can't just make a YouTube account and then automatically start making money. You have to have a thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time. We have both. So the channel is officially monetized, which is great. Um, this channel is still in the red. Um, I've previously made a total of $52 off this podcast from one sponsorship that was done with Anchor, and then that has since ended. So this podcast is still very much in the red for its first year, but I think that's fine because I really like doing this podcast. And then today is also the 21st episode of this podcast. And I read somewhere, I have to find the statistic. So this is from ResearchGate, and this says 56.1% of podcasts have 10 episodes or fewer, and 17% of podcasts had 50 or more episodes. The mean number of episodes is 30.1. Okay, so my dad's girlfriend has a book from NPR, I think, about uh, making a podcast, okay? And I, I remember reading, I think it's in that or somewhere, I read the statistic somewhere that most most podcasts do not make more than one episode. And I'm talking about out of all podcasts. So I'm not talking about like Wandery or... Uh, like the big bitch media podcast or anything like that. I'm talking about like the small podcast, like indie podcast, which I guess this technically is because I'm not signed with a, a podcasting network or anything. Like most don't do more than one episode. And then the vast majority of that who continue do m- not make more than 20 episodes. So I was trying to get to 21 as like my personal milestone of like, hell yeah. So I will be making a video about I tried making a podcast so you don't have to for the small entertainment channel, um, which will be out in a couple of weeks. So reminder, if for some reason you listen to this podcast and you're not subscribed to me on YouTube, be sure to check out that channel because I give you a lot of content over there because I'm annoying and that's my main source of work. (laughs) God, what's the other? There's got to be another statistic. Hang on. See, this is just telling me how many episodes you should launch with, but it's like, I'm not making a story. Like if I was doing a story podcast where like I was covering a true crime case or something like that, and I did like an episodic storytelling like that, that'd be one thing. Then I'd launch like five, six, 20 episodes, whatever, however many at one time. But this is a week by week podcast. So yeah, I'm not going to do that. So yeah, wrong statistic looking up. But anyway, I'm excited with this milestone because whether it's a real statistic or not, this was a milestone to me. So I'm really happy that we've made it to 21 episodes. And you know, we're, we're going to keep powering through. It's going to be awesome. So and uh, today's episode is going to be a short one because I mainly just want to scream about the film industry <laughs> and how they are handling movie releases as of late. Because like everyone else, the film industry seems to be forgetting that we are still in a global pandemic. So mainly I wanted to bring this up because I talked about, so if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, I talked about The Last Duel recently. And The Last Duel had an abysmal opening, an abysmal box office, and then did a limited release and was pulled and all of that. They had a $100 million budget and they brought in, I think, just under $30 million, which is worse than bombing at the box office. That's like abysmal. <laughs> a lot of people were talking about it like that. And they were like, no, this should have been like this and all this stuff. And I just said, like, look, I really don't think that we are in a place with the pandemic 
where we are at normal box office numbers. And they just keep talking about numbers for movies, like even successful movies, quote unquote, sorry, I'm doing air quotes, audio listeners, you can't tell quote unquote, successful movies. They're not making anywhere near what they would be making in a pre pandemic world. And so the fact that people are like, oh, we're only talking about the bombs when they're bombing significantly. Like, I don't think we can look at them for pre-pandemic numbers because we're just not there yet. And I had said in my video, like, look, I really think that even with the pandemic, regardless of when it's over, like a lot of people weren't able to make money during the pandemic or lost their jobs or, you know, they, they've changed how they've saved money or, you know, they're not willing to take the risk to go out to the movies with their family or themselves. And so big name movies like A Dune, A Bond are going to do significantly better than a movie like The Last Duel, where it wasn't super highly anticipated for the vast majority of people. And also the marketing was terrible. I'll say that. The marketing was terrible for The Last Duel. I really think they should have done more. We're seeing now as well that the marketing for even bigger movies is not enough. And so we had, at the time of me recording this, it's just finished opening weekend for West Side Story. And the numbers are coming out of West Side Story and they're not doing great. And Mainly people are talking, <laughs> they really did have a perfect opening. <laughs> they could have had, they had so much going for them with West Side Story from Steven Spielberg. Already you got Spielberg. You have Rachel Ziegler as Maria, who I have yet to meet someone who does not like her. And like even like her early performances, people were lauding her for how great she was. I think she's an incredible singing voice. I think she's very talented. I'm actually very excited to see her take on Snow White. And I'm not a big fan of like the Disney live actions, to be honest with you. Um, I think a lot of them are a mess, but you know, I get to talk about them. So they make me money. It's great. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually interested to see her take on it. I do think she's a very incredible voice and she's going to be in Shazam and all this other stuff and has a very good social media presence that a lot of people like her. So that also, a lot of people were going to go support her for her first breakout role. And also uh, Sondheim just passed away literally like the week before, <laughs> if that. And so they had a lot going for this movie. The thing that a lot of people seem to be forgetting and what a lot of the like, oh, wow, is the box office so low? And for the record, I have not seen this movie yet. I have not had time. Hermes has had the sniffles. And so I've been keeping him home and he cannot stay home alone because he's a menace to society and my studio apartment. Even created, he will get us evicted. So I've been staying home with him. So I'm not seeing the movie until, oh, the day this video comes out, this uh, episode comes out will probably be the day I'm seeing uh, West Side Story. And so I have yet to see the movie. So I'm not going to comment on that. But I do know that, a lot of the talk leading up to the movie was about Ansel Elgort and his admitted relationship that he claims was consensual and she claims was not. But regardless of whether it was consensual or not, she was a minor at the time. And he has admitted to the fact that there was a sexual relationship with a minor years ago when he was older. And so no one's happy about that. Like they, they and they knew something because so many of the early trailers for West Side Story they just didn't show him like they they have to know, but they didn't address it. They didn't say anything. And obviously he's still very much the male lead of the movie. And so I think at the end of the day, I kind of predicted this back in January. If you listen to my episode of the Mike, Mike and Oscar podcast, previously Mike has been on this podcast, one of the mics, um, we were talking about movies that we thought were not going to do well in 2020 or that we thought were going to be awful. I was right for two of them. <laughs> but we also were like talking about basically one of the mics had said, like, I think we're all excited for West Side Story and West Side Story is going to be good. And I was like, I don't think it's going to do good because of 
Ansel Elgort. And I think that that's a big part here. You know, I think we're going to see a lot more. Like even then, I use AMC A-list. Like I'm not paying to go see the movie, but I also don't know how my AMC A-list gets paid out to the studios and things like that. So, I mean, I don't know if I would go see it if I had to like physically be like, oh yes, here is $12 for a movie. What are movie tickets now? I don't even know. I just, I've been using AMC A-list for like two, three years now. Yeah, I think that more than anything, no one wanted to give money to him and support him or have to look at him for two hours, you know? So I think that is something that's not really being considered. And there's a lot of other like supplemental, like bonus features coming out. And it's like talking about, oh, Ansel is great. He's such a great singing voice and blah, blah. And everyone's like, can we go back to pretending like you guys were cutting him out of the trailers and doing all this stuff? Like he was barely in a lot of the promotional images. Can we go back to that? Because trying to like be like, oh no, he's great. You guys will get over it. Like a lot of people don't want to do that. I'm not going to be like, oh, they had time to re-record everything. So uh, in the same vein, I believe it was All the Money in the World was the movie. Actually, let me pull it up. So All the Money in the World is the story of J. Paul Getty and his family and uh, his grandson getting kidnapped and all of that and held for ransom. And the whole story of that came out in 2017. Originally, J. Paul Getty was played by, of course, now I'm forgetting his name. Oh, yes. Uh, Kevin Spacey was originally going to play him. They had filmed the whole movie with him, had already started releasing trailers and everything of him as John Paul Getty. And then the allegations came out and all of that against Kevin Spacey. And so the director, Ridley Scott, was like, I'm a quick director. We can fix this. And they went and refilmed every single scene with him and recut the movie so that Christopher Plummer was J. Paul Getty. And it worked great actually I actually went and saw the movie for that reason alone I was like interested in it previous to that because I wasn't familiar with the story at all I'm just familiar with like the Getty Center and so I was interested in seeing it then but then because of that I was even more so like oh I need to see this movie but also he was not like he was a lead but he wasn't the lead so they were able to do that so I don't think in this instance especially with something like well see I don't know now could they have done that with Ansel could they have recast him and reshot it. Maybe if it weren't for the pandemic, maybe they could have done that. Because I believe they filmed it all in 2019. And then, you know, things kept getting pushed and all of that. I truly think they could have, mm, you know what? I think if it weren't for the pandemic, that would have been more of a viable option. But also, obviously, Ridley Scott is a very different director from Spielberg. So I don't know. Again, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know if there was a way they could have gotten rid of it where they recast him for like the scenes with him and Maria and then the dance scenes where they couldn't superimpose him in <laughs> or they couldn't do X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't know if they could have done it that way. Would have been interesting to see. But yeah, the movie is not doing well for, let me pull up the numbers again. West Side Story has earned $14.9 in the film's worldwide box office opening weekend. I'm fairly certain they said that In the Heights, because originally it was looking like a $10 million opening, and In the Heights also had like an $11 million opening. And everyone was like, uh, why are these movies both doing poorly and X, Y, and Z? And it's like, well, again, we're in a pandemic. West Side Story, I think more than anything, I think they kind of did, they needed to do more marketing wise, but I mean, I guess they couldn't if they were trying to kind of push out. I mean, Rachel was doing a ton of marketing for them. So were some of the other castmates and they had a lot of the original cast in the movie or participating in the movie as well. 
So yeah, I don't know. There's also the topic that a lot of people are bringing up. It's like, yeah, we want new stories. We don't want to see remakes. Like I was never going to go see this movie. It doesn't matter who was in it. It didn't matter if it was Ansel or that I like Rachel as a, as a person or whatever. You know, I was never going to go see this movie because I wanted to see original stories. There is that side of things as well. And I mean, I maybe this will be a rise in more original stories that these big budget movies are not doing well, you know, that are remakes and live action versions of whatever. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But this movie has had a hundred million dollar budget. So I mean, they still have time to do well, but I mean, at the end of the day, maybe we'll start seeing more reasonably budgeted movies moving forward from this as well. Like, does everything need to be a hundred million dollars? No, not particularly. I think it'll be interesting to see where this comes forward. Someone said The Greatest Showman made even less on its opening weekend, but it luckily had strong legs and then fingers crossed West Side Story does the same. Someone said West Side Story has to do battle with No Way Home, The Matrix, Sing 2, and The Kingsman. It's going to get slammed in this next two weeks. I'm hard pressed to disagree because yeah, No Way Home, I saw a lot of people were like, yeah, no, I, I don't have the money to see both movies. So I'm seeing Spider-Man because I like Spider-Man. You know, I wanted to see that. Like I can go watch the story of West Side Story somewhere else because the movie came out years ago. You know, like I don't have to go and see this now if I'm if I don't want to. And I think that that's the case. Again, The Matrix, that's been highly anticipated. There's a lot of movies that are coming out. And the same thing happened with The Last Duel, where it was battling with Dune and Bond. You know, like these, it's the same thing where it's like, and by no means is, I mean, I shouldn't say, they have the same budget, 100 million. And again, typically, it's my understanding that marketing budgets are, are like the equal amount of like what the budget of the movie is, but that seems insane. So like, let's say like another 50 million was spent on marketing, maybe. If that personally, I think that the smartest thing you can do right now is give TikTok access to whatever you can of your movie and they will run with everything else. Okay. I talked about this in my video. I think they made House of Gucci happen like to the degree that it has. And I think they're personally going to give Encanto uh, long legs. Like I'm going to try and see that today. I'm going to try and see Encanto today because the music is like TikTok's making me think the music is a bop, you know? So I think that if you give TikTok access to things, they will run with it. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I truly think that as far as legs go, I don't think this movie's going to have legs. Maybe they should have released it closer to Christmas. Matt may have been smart, like a limited release now and then a wider release during Christmas. That might have been the better idea because this seems like a movie that like families who do the movies on Christmas Day would be like, let's go. You know, like that's what this movie kind of feels like. I feel like this is kind of a weird release time for them, but that's just me. So someone said, uh, breaking Steven Spielberg's West Side Story is underperforming and will make only around $10 million domestic this weekend. It cost $100 million to make and even more to promote. In the Heights opened with $11.5 The movie is great, so what is happening? Will it have legs? And again, it's the same thing of like a lot of people being like, yeah, well, I don't want to look at someone who admitted to having inappropriate relations. I'm trying to choose my words carefully. Inappropriate relations. She alleges it was much more. Uh, violent and aggressive. And so I'm choosing to respect that version because he, he, I don't know. I, that whole thing, he, at the very least, he, he had sex with a minor, you know, at the very least. So I, oh, gross. Ugh, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to vomit. I'm going to, I'm going to actually throw up at the very least. He it's statutory rape, regardless of how you look at it. So that's that no one wants to look at that person who literally is like admitting to it and is like, yeah, it happened. It was consensual, but it happened like what? No, you're, if they were a minor, you crossed state lines. It was fucking weird. So yeah, I, 
uh, I'm, I'm going to the movie again because I want to see Rachel and all of that. And I do, to some degree, from a film perspective, like as someone who likes cinematography and all of that, I do want to see how things translate from the original, you know, West Side Story to now. And I do want to see how that translates. And again, I want to see Rachel because I think she's hilarious and adorable. I don't know how long this is going to go. I just, I think overall, we're not going to see good numbers coming out of the box office for a long time. You have the random movies, like, let's see, what did Bond do? Let's check out some of the recent release dates. Okay. Yeah, so 770 million. There was a time I think that would have been a billion dollar movie. Um, let's see June box office 383 million Shang-Chi 432 million see I think if it weren't for the pandemic I think Shang-Chi could have done joined the the Marvel Billions Club I I think it could have done that the last duel 30 million Halloween Kills 131 Venom 483 yeah French Dispatch 38 last night in Soho 22 and last night in Soho that's another thing that I think a lot of TikTokers were talking about because people were looking forward to that movie because a lot of people like Anya Taylor-Joy and Thomas and Mackenzie and all of that and the movie is looks visually stunning from the trailers and all of that. And the song did well for Anya Taylor-Joy singing it for Downtown and all that. And uh, that really sparked a conversation on TikTok for people being like, yeah, well, no, we don't have movie stars for our generation. And I agree. I don't think that my current generation, Gen Z, millennial, whatever, I don't think we really have movie stars. And I think that a lot of that has to do with Uh, social media because these people now that are actors and celebrities like real celebrities in the traditional sense of the word they give us so much on social media that it's not like oh if I want to see someone like Tom Hanks I have to go see their movie you know it's not like it's not like Anya Taylor-Joy doesn't have a presence on social media to some degree and yeah sure that kind of adds to like the stardom power as far as like getting roles and casting and the talent and all of that but for the audience perspective they can see whatever they want. You know, it's it's like they can support someone without just seeing the movies in theaters. And in the industry standards, that's not entirely true. You know, like they really are struggling. Like Kiki Palmer did a video not too long ago where she was like, oh, I have a couple of these movies coming out and someone, and she's like basically doing like a little thing that someone said, it's like, oh, what am I going to see you in theaters? Well, uh, I have these two other movies coming out direct to DVD or direct on demand or whatever, because uh, the last time I did a movie in theaters, you didn't go and see that one. So now everything else I'm doing is now going to be doing this because of X, Y, and Z. And like broke it down really well where it's like, yeah, if you don't see this one movie, then people think that there's no box office power in these people. And at the same time, like, okay, someone's going to get mad at me for this. Movies like Spider-Man, they're trying very hard to keep Tom Holland, okay? Sony, Marvel, all of them, they're trying to like already pitch him for another three movies, another trilogy for Spider-Man. And he said in interviews like, oh, if I'm doing this by the time I'm 30, I'm doing something wrong. I think he's 24. He's like my age, right? He's 25. Yeah, he's got five years. Ooh, yeah, three movies, that won't work for him, I don't think, unless they do like a back-to-back like they did with Star Wars with the new uh, trilogies. What Marvel and Sony are not realizing, it's like, it's not Tom Holland that is like keeping Spider-Man in the turnout and all of that. It's the fact that he's playing Spider-Man. Does that make sense? Like, it's not the actors so much anymore. It's the character they are portraying. 
and like the emotional attachment that audiences can have with that character. Like I love Spider-Man. I sat through a lot of like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man and those movies were arguably not great. <laughs> you know, like I think that a lot of people like there's different things about each of the Spider-Men and the, the actors that have played Spider-Man in the past that people like and they latch on to. But at the end of the day, the common thread is the character of Spider-Man, you know? So I, I think that in a lot of degrees, like those movies are going to be successful because of the character it's portraying. You know, it's not the actor necessarily. And it's like, yeah, if he's hot and you got teenage girls obsessed with him and uh, young boys being like, I want to work out so I can look like Tom Holland shirtless, like doing that, that's great. But like at the end of the day, country countries, <laughs> companies like Marvel want you to buy toys and want you to do X, Y, and Z. And so, yeah, I don't think it's Tom Holland. I think it's the character. And I think that's what a lot of these, these productions are not understanding is that it's character that we want to see. And again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you disagree. Comment. Let me know. On the YouTube channel, you can comment. You can send me an evil message, an angry evil message, an angry message on the Swell Shenanigans Instagram. But overall, I think that's it. That's really my overall take with this video. It's just me ranting about the current film industry and how I feel like all of this is dumb. <laughs> and how I think everything is just kind of, I think they're just not, I don't think we're going to get to a reasonable level for a while with um, movies. Like I don't think, I think a lot of movies and a lot of studios are going to be losing money for a long time because of the pandemic especially when I don't I don't see an end in sight with this pandemic it's not like oh yeah by March we'll be back to normal no we've been saying that for two years now and we have another new variant and I hate it it all sucks okay but it's something that we have and we need to figure out how to eradicate it or go about restructuring things so we can make it easier to eradicate I don't know but I don't think we're going to get to normal levels and normal box office numbers anytime soon so yeah that's going to be it reminder I have my regular YouTube channel, Swan Entertainment. New episodes every Tuesday and sometimes Fridays. Be sure to uh, subscribe and rate this podcast. I am going to be doing more uh, listener episodes soon, and I will be doing more reading off your uh, shenanigans that you sent to the Swell Shenanigans podcast at Gmail email, and also playing any of your audio messages that you send in through the Anchor app. You can find that listed down below or on the Anchor website for this podcast. As far as uh, new episodes, again, Again, every Wednesday. So be sure you subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast or subscribe to the YouTube channel that you are potentially watching this on. And if you are listening to an audio listener and you would like to look at my beautiful face every once in a while, we have the Swell Shenanigans YouTube channel. Um, and you can watch video versions of these podcasts and of me and my guests. So yeah, that's going to be it. Thank you so much for listening and for watching. See you next week.